That's my only real motivation is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, that'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Welcome to the Resonate LMS podcast. I'm your host, David McCafferty, and I'm here to start a series. Today's day one, so welcome everyone. I'm going to try not to put you to sleep. This isn't the most exhilarating topic in the world, but for those of us that, that it matters to, it can be pretty interesting. So this is a series that I'm going to do over the next several weeks. It's going to be called Navigating LMS Success. And today we're going to talk about where our topic's going to be mastering dual brain thinking. So that's like left brain, right brain, right? Right being the creative side and left being the analytical or logical side. And why it's so important with LMS administrators to kind of fire on both sides. It's common for people to typically, you know, lean more on their left brain or lean on their right side, right brain. It's just everyone seems to be wired one way or the other. It's not all that common, although it does happen, where you find people that are wired to kind of lean on both, depending on the situation that they're in at the time. Doesn't mean that, you know, if you're creative, you can't be analytical. Doesn't mean that at all. Uh, or vice versa, of course. But it does mean that one side is typically more dominant than the other for most people. But the very small amount of people in that rare instance where one is really not more dominant than the other and, you know, the individual sort of rides right down the middle. Those are the people that make the best LMS professionals and administrators. So along with this podcast, uh, I have a newsletter that, you know, I write some articles and I send them out to learning and development professionals that I've, you know, either worked with in the past or I feel like could, you know, benefit from reading my, my articles or whatever, right? You know, maybe they could find some value in the topic. Uh, they're pretty short, but uh, I'm going to read one of those articles. So kind of, if you could bear with me while I attempt to read something that I wrote I find that oftentimes you can write something. And I think this was like a George Lucas thing from Star Wars. Like, I think uh, it was Harrison Ford who said to George Lucas when he was, you know, you know, acting in the first Star Wars film, he's like, you can write this stuff. He goes, but you can't say it out loud. <laughs> so it's, it's common that I, you know, write something and then try to transpose it into, you know, podcast format or some sort of audio format. And it's, doesn't read quite as smoothly as it does when you're just reading it internally or writing it. So bear with me for a couple of minutes, but here it goes. In the fast paced world of modern business, the role of the LMS administrator has become increasingly critical. These professionals are entrusted with responsibility of harnessing the power of technology to facilitate seamless learning experiences within organizations. However, the often overlooked challenges lie within finding individuals who possess that delicate balance of both the right and left brain thinking. Today, I want to explore why LMS administrators need to be a unique blend of the logical, analytical left brain thinkers and the creative, adaptable right brain thinkers. 
Let's start off with the pitfalls of being a, a one-sided thinker. Many businesses make the common mistake of hiring LMS administrators exclusively, exclusively from the realms of the IT world. While IT professionals are undoubtedly competent when it comes to navigating complex LMS software, they often lack the creative spark necessary to optimize LMS functionalities for the unique needs of, learn of the learning environment. On the flip side, some organizations attempt to enlist the help of creatively inclined individuals such as office administrators, trainers, or instructional designers only to find them grappling with the technical intricacies of LMS platforms. Left brain thinking is categorized by logical and analytical prowess, essential attributes for LMS administrators. These individuals need to be comfortable navigating and excelling in often complicated realms of the LMS software. Left brainers are the backbone of effective administration, ensuring that the technical infrastructure is robust, secure, and conducive to a seamless learning experience. Some of the key left brain attributes for LMS administrators include technical proficiency, a deep understanding of LMS software and its underlying technologies is imperative. Left brain thinkers excel in absorbing and applying technical knowledge, allowing them to troubleshoot issues and optimize system performance efficiently. LMS administrators must analyze user data, track learning progress, and assess effectiveness of training programs. Left brain individuals thrive in this analytical space, providing insights that drive informed decision making for leaders. Problem solving. The LMS environment is dynamic and problems can arise unexpectedly. The left brain administrator's approach challenges methodically identifying root cause and implementing effective solutions to maintain a smooth learning experience for the learner. While left brain thinking is foundational, the success of an LMS administrator also hinges on the ability to infuse creativity into their approach. Right brain thinking enables administrators to think outside of the box, be innovative, and adapt the LMS itself to meet specific business learning objectives. Some key right brain attributes for LMS administration include the user experience and design. Crafting an engaging and intuitive user interface is crucial for effective learning. Right brain admins focus on the user experience, ensuring that the LMS is not only functional, but also user friendly and aesthetically pleasing. They're innovative with their solutions. Right brain thinkers possess a knack for finding creative solutions to challenges. When faced with limitations in the LMS, they can hack or bend the system to meet the unique requirements of the business, fostering a culture of innovation. LMS platforms and technologies evolve rapidly. Right brain administrators embrace change, adapting and integrating new features to enhance the learning experience continually. The ideal balance is somewhere in the middle. The most effective LMS admins are those who seamlessly blend left and right brain thinking. Striking this delicate balance empowers professionals to navigate the complex technical landscape of LMS software while also injecting creativity into their approach, ensuring the system aligns with the organization's unique learning objectives. As businesses recognize the importance of this dual brain dynamism, they can elevate their LMS administration to new heights, fostering a culture of continuous learning and innovation. I'll be honest with you, I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan.
so that was it. That was me reading the article. Um, if you're still here with me, then, you know, cheers to you. I appreciate your hanging in there. Um, just to kind of summarize what, what I really kind of mean in all of those, you know, in that, you know, word soup that I just kind of laid upon you, is that and we all know that, you know, a, a lot of companies fail when it comes to their LMS administration. You know, uh, I've never been in a, at a company, um, you know, before I got into LMS, where, where it just went smoothly. There was always over-assignments. Uh, you know, people got assigned things that they didn't need. Every time something went out, it ended up going to a whole bunch of extra people. And, you know, it always took forever to get, get these things cleaned up. And the system itself was a mess with data. You know, in the bigger company, the bigger mess it was. You know, and the more departments in the company, the more of a mess it was. And it really does take a certain type of person uh, to do that job. And, and not just to do the job, but to do it well, right? Because, I mean... A lot of a lot of people can can get the job done, right? But there's a bit of an art to it too, you know. Um, and not always, you know. In some in some organizations or in some departments, you know, in like in more of like a, a manufacturing, to, you know, uh, or R and D compliance heavy, you know. In order to do this process, you need to take this training. You take the training, then you do the process. And the process doesn't change every, you know, ever, right? That's, that's different, right? But what I'm talking about is oftentimes in, in the more, you know, creative, um, you know, parts of, of, of business. So like in sales and in marketing, like, you know, like a sales call, you're never going to have the same sales call twice. You'll have similar calls, you know, but every sales call is unique. So you, you sort of need, it, it's, it takes a creative way to make sure that you give those sales reps, um, the training that they need so that they can retain it um, and have it at their fingertips like right before the, the sales call that they might have right so you know setting up the system so they can say okay I'm gonna be trying to sell this guy this particular thing um, and our competitor is this so I'm gonna look up the competitive module and see you know what, what kind of advantages do does our product have over theirs because I know that, you know, this guy that I'm about to go sell to uses our competitor. So, all right, I've refreshed my, my, my mind, and now it's like top of mind. And I've got the tools that I need walking into this, you know, sales meeting um, to, 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 to kind of answer or rebuttal anything that he has to say. Oh, well, you know. And it in order to set that up in a way that it's not only at their fingertips and available to them as they need it, um, but also in a way that, that they can retain it and utilize it and become that more effective employee. Um, that's really the key, you know, is we're trying to make these employees, whatever they're doing, whether it is manufacturing or if it's sales or if they're in marketing um, or even office jobs, right? We want these employees to be effective employees. And sometimes it takes a little bit of creativity in order to get there. Um, but you can't always just rely on your creative people to do that because they don't necessarily have the technical skills or understand uh, the system from a technology perspective well enough to have those creative ideas within the system. Um, so that's why it's, it's this sort of, you know, balance. And I think that when you have either one, one that, well, a person that's too left brain uh, or too right brain, um, they're, they're not quite going to get the job done. 
it's when you have those people that are that can kind of ride the line uh, those those make the, the the best LMS administrators and the best people for ultimately for your learners you've heard it right Resonate LMS is the unparalleled choice for LMS administration services and support across the USA. Picture this, an award-winning team of LMS expert consultants at your service, ready to guide you through every step of your LMS journey, from selecting the perfect LMS to seamless implementation, migrations, and day-to-day administrative support, we've got you covered. What sets Resonate LMS apart? We take pride in our unique approach. Our team isn't just technically savvy, we're a blend of technical brilliance and creative flair. Because when it comes to learning and development, you deserve a team that can bring innovation to the table. Say goodbye to hiring individuals with little to no experience. It's time to bring in the Resonate LMS experts who will seamlessly integrate into your company or department, providing unparalleled support for all your LMS needs. Don't just keep up. Stay ahead of the dynamic world of learning and development with Resonate LMS. Visit our website today to book a call at ResonateLMS.com. Resonate LMS, where expertise meets innovation. All right, cool. So our guest today is the one and only Matt Cordararo. Uh, I have been working with Matt on and off over the last almost decade, um, and he is, in in my opinion, one of the industry's best LMS admins um, in, in the United States, if not the world. So uh, we're going to have a little chat with him, and uh, we're going to pick his brain for a little while. So Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Good to be here. It's great to talk to you, man. It's been a few months. It sure has. How are things going with you? You, uh, you, you still still doing some LMS stuff for somebody? Uh, I am doing some LMS stuff. I'm consulting with the company right now, um, just helping them, um, you know, implement best practices and how to manage using an LMS. Awesome. Which LMS are they using? They are using um, Compliance Wire. Oh, okay, cool. How are you liking it? How are things going? It's good. It's it's good watching um, a group trying to you know just be more efficient in the LMS space, and um, you know they're hungry. They they want to learn, and I'm just out there providing my services to make it a better you know model for their team and all the users that are using Compliance Wire. Oh, nice. That sounds really cool. What um what industry is it? What are they? A pharmaceutical. Oh, nice. Pharma company. Lots of employees? Yes. Lots of employees. Uh international and, you know, US as well. So. Do you know how many ballpark? Yeah, they're like 40 to 50,000. Wow, man, that's pretty big. That's yes. a, that's a big company. Nice. And you're uh running quarterback for them and uh <laughs> yeah. creating the plays. Uh, trying my best to, you know, to be the, the quarterback. Uh, but you know, you got a lot of good people there that are, you know, that's their job to be like the, the main people. So they're just learning, you know, how to do it better, yeah. you know? So nice. Well, that's great. Best of luck to you on that one. Thank you. So how did you, how did you get started 
in the world of LMS. Um, it's, actually, but- it's actually funny that you asked that because I went to school to be a biochemist. Oh, wow. Okay. So I graduated in 2001 and I got a first job at Bioscience. And to get into, you know, my foot in the door, I was a manufacturing associate. I did that for six months and then I moved into the labs, which I went to school for, right? So I thought, okay, I made it. I am going to become a biochemist. And then yes. a couple years into that, someone came up to me and said, you'd be so good in a training role. And I was like, okay. So huh. I went to uh, check that out and I just became like a training coordinator for a department. And that happened in 2010. Wow, that is kind of a wild way to get into LMS. But you know, no, I don't think anyone actually sets out to like. Yeah. You know, when I grow up, you know, th- yep. there's never been like a kindergartner in history that's been like, you know, when I grow up, screw firefighters, I'm going to be an <laughs> LMS administrator. Yeah, right? I think you're right. I don't think uh, you know. I didn't even know what it was, right? Yeah. So I was doing biochemistry stuff, and and I just got into it, and I really liked um, working. And at the time, they were using Isotrain. Okay, so that, that was my, my next question. Actually, that was my quick. first experience of an LMS, and I okay. didn't even know if there were any other ones. I thought Isotrain was the only thing that was an LMS, right? I just liked working in something like that. It's like a puzzle, you know, like trying to solve things. Yeah. Um, so that was my first experience. That's I touched my toes into the LMS pool, you might say. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, that's a wicked good point, you know, and it's something that I, I was talking about earlier on this show is problem solving skills and the type of person that it takes to, you know, to be a really good LMS analyst. You know, I, I mentioned that you've seen my, uh, I wrote an article recently about the the combination of like left brain and right brain and uh, how, you know, somebody needs to have, you know, that technical logical side of their brain, but also be able to be, you know, a creative kind of problem solver. So it's, it was interesting to, to hear you mention the problem solving part of it, because that is yeah. sort of a big part of the L- LMS. Where have you found yourself needing to use that sort of right brain sort of problem solving uh creative side of um of of the lms where, where, can you give me an example of, yeah. of where you found that i think uh when we you and i first crossed paths oh yeah um we you know which was the company that you were you were at and i was at uh bought and now you have two companies with two lmss and 60,000 people, and you're trying to get everyone on one platform. Right. Um, we didn't have any clue on what to do, you know? Yeah. I remember meeting you the first time. We had a lead admin meeting, and <laughs> we're, just, we're just in a room. You know, I'm the representative, and then it was all people about where they were, you know, what function they 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 led, right? Right, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we eventually obviously went with Saba. Yeah. We were going to convert from Isotrain to Saba. And, and and to find out that, you know, the problem that we had to solve was how the heck were we going to do this, right? Yeah. Different processes. Um, so governance was born then, right? Yeah and, yeah. and and creating standards on how to use it. So to me, that was like putting a puzzle together, right? Like you had all sure. these jumbled pieces all on the floor and you had to just, with the collaboration of these admins, just put these pieces together and build something that, uh, in my opinion, was pretty amazing. You know, I think we became pretty successful in that governance uh, LMS model. I couldn't agree more, man. I I think that was groundbreaking, right? I mean, to, to be super dramatic, you know, in my explanation, I, I really think it was. But I mean, we had 
not only did we have multiple systems and, and, and it wasn't just, you know, Isotrain and Saba either, right? Like those were the two like yeah, global LMSs in the company, but like, you know, the commercial sales, they were using some total, you know, and I think there was a, a few other kind of smaller ones that I don't even remember at the, you know, at the moment, but we had different systems, but then there were also different businesses that had completely different business processes for all the different things that they did, right? Yeah. So the way the way that they used the LMS, not only from company to company differed, but from department to department within each also differed. So the fact that there was one sort of general standard practice that was found, which was sort of like the least common denominator for each you know, department and company, right? That that set of standards that you mentioned, you know, to talk about those standards, I guess, because well, as I'm kind of repeating it back, no one's going to know what I'm talking about, but talk yeah. about those standards, right? Well, it was, you know, we had to figure out like, you know, what we were going to do to communicate with each other. So that was one of them, communication. Yeah. When global training was going to come out, like my team was responsible for any global training yep. and your team was responsible for the functional training, right? Yep. And so one of the standards we put out there was how to communicate with one another. So we implemented a weekly meeting where we could sit there and say, hey, Dave, there's going to be this global training. You might want to hold off on one of your functional things. So we're not bombarding people with a lot of training, right? So that yeah. was huge. And we called that air traffic control, right? Correct. Air traffic control. So creative um, name. See? Yes. That's that right so, sneaking in again. <laughs> it was it was really nice because you had like twelve people in a in a, on a call together and then we all could sit there and say, Okay, you know, I have this coming out and we don't have anything coming out. So then it just gave us a path to meet, right? To to, to understand like where what was coming out through the LMS. Then we also came up with like um and I just want to, before you jump, go further, just for the listeners, the, those 12 people were all from different departments, right? So there was like IT, there was like manufacturing, manufacturing there was R&D, there was commercial, there was like medical, there was, it was just a whole bunch of just different departments that all had their own business that they needed in training really for the businesses that they were kind of running. And so we were just sort of like the meeting of the minds to just make sure that we were all somewhat on the same page. We could, et cetera. So that's that's who those twelve people were. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then also like just standard nomenclature, right? We we came up with like if it's going to be functional, it it, it goes this way. If it's global, it's this way, right? Yeah. So then people can understand like what's the difference between a global training and something that's functional. Um, also, is a support model. Dave representing commercial um, people in that group knew to go knew to go to Dave for help. And then if Dave was asked something that was outside of his area, he would funnel it up to me, right? So we always just had a good bounce back sessions with all these uh, different administrators. So those are a couple examples of things we did. I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff. It's been so long. Oh, um, when we had uh, things like ServiceNow, right? Sure. We all got different cues, all those 12 people. So then we knew where to push these requests to the right functions. Yeah, yeah. That was another great one. Absolutely. What would you say, now that you've got all these years under your belt and all these different systems, do you have a favorite LMS? Oh, man, it's hard because they all become like your baby, you know? I know. Once you start getting used to uh, into it, you, you just like all of them, right? Um, yeah. Like Compliance Wire, I don't know how familiar with, that, with you are with that. And it's a little bit. Very, a, very easy LMS that, you know, first time you're like, man, this is really simple. But that's what I love about it. It's it's so simple, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved Isotrain. It was my first. You know, you always remember your first, right? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> and, and to me, there were so many out-of-the-box reports. It was so nice. It was just easy to get answers. Saba was a little clunky um, because we weren't using cloud-based, right? Um, yeah. So you had to build your own reports. And if you didn't do that a lot, then it was very complicated on trying to figure that out. Yeah, and so it's interesting that you that you say that too because Saba's been my favorite, right? It it, it sort of always has been, um, but where you, you know you came in through like the the science world, I came in through a reporting and analytics world. So for me, building out those reports in Saba was I liked how non-intuitive it was. I mean, and I don't know if that's the right way to say. Well, it. Well, I think like, you're right. That's the creative like you're trying to build a puzzle, right? Like there was yeah. no like. There was no clear instructions. You had to really think like, okay, what are my inputs to get my outputs, right? When you exactly. do a SOB report. For Isotrain, you pushed a button. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and that, that's the difference. I think you're right. Like Saba was once you understood how to use it, it was very rewarding when people – like for the people that like to solve things, you know? Yeah, and I, I liked it too because it was just – it's just versatile. I'm, I'm back using Cornerstone again right at the moment, which was the first LMS that I had ever used. And, you know, I, I, I just like you said, you know, you, you kind of never forget your first, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's a soft spot in my heart for Cornerstone, but there's definitely limitations within that system. Not not to call them out, but there there are some things that, you know, are not as easy to just kind of do and move on to your next task. You know what I mean? When you're mm -hmm. you're managing a company, you know, or, or running an LMS for a company that's got, you know, 40, 60,000 user accounts you've got a lot to do and you know oftentimes like for example like there's there's like a curriculum thing within uh actually this is this is more in success factors actually i'm working with success factors actually also right now but they um you know they have a thing where like if the curriculum gets updated like if you add a new course to it it automatically assigns it back out to all of the all of yeah the and that's kind of a drag things like that where you had the option in Saba where it was like, you know, do you want this to go to your yes. users again or not? You, you know, that kind of takes you through that wizard. That kind of stuff, I just – I really liked all the flexibility. It was complex and it took a little bit longer to do your your standard thing, right? Like whatever it might have been, build a course, build a curriculum, whatever. It might have taken a little bit longer than, you know, the more simple ones. But I liked that it gave you that flexibility. It gave you the options to – you know, how exactly do you want this to behave when you are done setting it all up? You know, yeah. and I like that a lot. I, I mean, really, I, w I really wish you could just grab like the, the best pieces of each of these LMSs and create like a super LMS, you know, of, of all the ideal yeah. attributes that they provide, you know, because wouldn't not, that be awesome? Yeah. Not every LMS is perfect, you know, someday, you know, who knows? <laughs> all right. So here's a, here's an interesting question. Do you think AI will ever take over? the role of LMS admins and analysts? I mean, that is a scary question. Right. Uh, for people in this industry, with it getting so much better, for lack of a better word, uh, it, it could actually happen, you know? It's something that just something can automatically be done. Um, I don't know how close we are, um, but, you know, we have a mutual friend, Jeff Hoverson. He, he always talks about this as, as something that could happen, you know? Yeah. Um, it's scary. Uh, you know, as the AI gets smarter and smarter and better and better, you start to go, oh, well, you know, because, I mean, if you had asked me the same question three years ago, I would have been like, well, 
Probably not. Like, that's crazy. You're always going to need somebody looking at stuff and cleaning up mistakes and this and that and the other thing, right? And then now it's like, I think I would say, well, I don't know that it would have that creative side as much, you know, the the ability to creatively solve some, some of the problems, like look on, looking outside of the box. But I don't know. Now it, it's it's it seems like every day the AI is just getting better and well, better. And, you know, I mean, I look at I have children that are ones in college and ones in high school. And, you know, when I was growing up and when you were growing up, when we had to actually write an essay, you actually had to write an essay. Now you have chat GBT where people can just plug in topics and it spits it out for you, you know? So can this happen in the LMS world? Sure. But what I will tell you is I think what makes a good partnership between the business and, and the LMS is that you need to have that good customer service and AI might not provide that, right? Like, Listen, when you have a problem, Dave, would it be better to call me or to try to talk to a computer? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. You want to get a hold of someone. And right now, when you call to like deal with like a business that you're having an issue with, you get those automated things like, please enter one or speak these numbers and they can never understand you. You know Nobody how frustrating knows. that is. And you're like, customer service, customer service. <laughs> you want to get that person. So, I think even if AI takes it leaps and bounds, you will have to have somebody to represent, you know? Yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely right. I think it's a, it's an excellent point. I can't tell you how many times I've yelled, operator! Into my <laughs> yeah, phone. right? It's so frustrating. <laughs> it really is. So frustrating. What was the other thing I was going to ask you? What do you think? All right, so now you've worked with a bunch of different companies. Some have gone really well, and you know, some of the companies have not done so well once you've left and kind of stuff like that, right? Um, what would you say some of the biggest mistakes are that companies are making nowadays when it comes to their LMS and their admin models and stuff like that? Just in general, I, what do you where do you think companies could improve? Where, where are they making mistakes? So I think the biggest mistake is not getting these stakeholders involved, like the, the the actual admins that use it on a daily basis. A lot of these, like I've gone through two huge um, implementation projects recently. Yeah. And you have these higher ups that have no idea how the LMS is used. Yeah. But they're the ones with the decision, you know? Yep. The decision making power. And we right. never go down. A big mistake is not asking the stakeholders, you know? Like that was something we did with the, I had to make sure that with the Saba and the ice train is that we went to you. Yeah. You were the guy using it. I needed to know like from you how I could train the Bax Alta administrators on how to use Saba, right? Because they were used right. to Isotrain. Like yeah. I remember having to fly to Zurich to teach all of the international administrators on how to use Saba. I was there for a week. And yeah. then I had to go to Chicago to teach all the US base. But I wanted to ask you and, and other of those 11 people in that almost calls, like how do you use it, right? Because right. you guys were the ones using it and you were the experts. And then I was learning from Isotrain, and then I had to go and teach all the other administrators stuff like that. So big mistake yeah. is not getting these people involved early in the process. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it was Jeff. Um, you mentioned Jeff earlier, Hoverson. Yep. I think he said to me at one point, he said, you know, I learned a long time ago. He says, you know, you, you can't be arrogance in this job. He says, you know, I'm humbled every day or something yes. like that. I forget exactly how he put it. 
But I do remember him saying that. And like, it's good advice. And it's just a good thing to go by. Because I think a lot of a lot of these, um, these larger companies, there's a little there's a degree of arrogance, you know, that these, I don't know if it's leadership or the decision makers come in, you know, it's politics too, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They want to leave their uh, footprint on the project or whatever. But unfortunately, they they do steer steer their departments and their companies sometimes down paths that don't lead to to a great place. Another thing that people do like a mistake in implementation of these LMS is in our example, I was the business process owner of Saba, right? Yeah. So when we created this governance model, I didn't just throw it at you guys and say, this is what we're following. Right. We let you guys look at it, digest it, it provide comment. Yeah. Yeah, so it felt like we were partners rather than just like, hey, I'm telling you what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that's what happens to your arrogance you're you talking about is that a lot of these companies just, just implement something because they think that's how you do it. But the right. best thing in life and in business is the collaboration. And that's why I like being an LMS administrator is you collaborate with people. Yeah, absolutely. You always have that human interaction, which makes it so much more rewarding. I couldn't agree more, man. And and again, back to that whole, you know, creative thing, that 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 ability to collaborate like that and and take feedback from the stakeholders, I think is is invaluable. And uh and I think you did an awesome job, man. Uh you and and everybody on that team, I, I think did a, a fantastic job. And and I mean, before the the final acquisition, you know, a, I'm I'm probably going to edit out the company names uh, yeah. just to, yeah. after you know, um, but the final acquisition right up until then I mean we had some really smooth sailing years you know I mean things went well I mean it was like normal day to day kind of stuff but we got to the point where our weekly meetings were we were joking and just kind of checking in and, and and leaving the call early because we were just we were on yeah. cruise control I mean it was it a well oiled well. machine it was it a well oiled really machine yeah and that that's what that was so. Awesome, you know, is and, that, and with an old system that was kind of falling apart too, you know. Yes, correct. And, and I think just having good business partners and chemistry is huge in this business. Um, more. You, you just have to be able to work with people because what I tell people all the time is like when you get a call from someone like, oh my gosh, I can't do my training. And in some instances, like your bonuses are affected by that. Like for sure. that is the biggest issue for that person right now. And if you yeah. can just have some compassion and help them with that and solve it, like they love you after you help they them. Do. And and Don't that is like, the, oh my gosh, you get these emails and they're so nice. You just want to put them on your refrigerator so you can show your family like, look at, I just made this person so excited because they completed their training time and they're going to get a bonus. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and that was awesome. And, and, and that's why I like being in this uh, industry or this type of work because it's rewarding. You, you, you help, I like being with people. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. helping people. Absolutely. And, and, you know, just to piggyback on, on that last thought is there's the bonus thing. You're making the employee happy, but you're also making the managers happy, right? The mm -hmm. people managers that now this person didn't need to take so much time out of their day to get this problem solved, right? Yeah. You're helping them get back into their job so that they can be an effective employee. And especially if we're, if we're pushing out the right training to the right people at the right times in the most efficient way, then that helps employees become more effective, faster, I should say. And the business owners and and management, and they're all grateful for that kind of stuff too. And, and that's part of where I think the LMS admin gets to be sort of the unsung hero, right? Because we oh. don't necessarily hear those types of accolades. You know what I mean? We hear from the customers, the, the direct customers. We hear the thank yous and stuff like that. But like 
the 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 things that LMS administrators are doing for the business and how important it is, especially like uh, departments within companies within all the different industries, but very specifically like sales. Like if you've got a new hire that's coming in and you can train them effectively and efficiently and get them out selling quicker and they're closing sales sooner than if you had you know, done a very poor job and didn't organize everything the right way and didn't push out the right training at the right time, but everything was was rolled out to them in a way that, you know, allowed them to retain the information and they got everything in the right sequential order. Things are at their fingertips as they go on these sales calls, whether it be on their iPad, they can bring up like, oh, I know this guy uses our competitor's product. Mm-hmm. Let me look at my competitive module and say, all right, these are my talking points. And then they walk into that meeting and they're prepared, you know, things like that, the stuff like that, that the LMS administrators can kind of do like the really good ones. Right. Yeah. Those are the ones that yeah, and it's just too bad because they are definitely unsung heroes, you know, uh, in the industry, but I'll, uh, 100%, 100%. I'll park it right there for now. All right. So last question, what do you think? What do you think the most difficult thing is as an LMS admin to do? Like what's the hardest thing to do? Well, that's a good question. I, I mean, I think it's hard for LMS admins to do things if there's not a good governance model or standards set uh, because then they're just left to just make up their own and, you know, make up their own thing. Yeah. Uh, and I get think the wild, wild west. Right? Yeah. And that's exactly I mean, I'm glad you said that, because that's what I wrote that paper on when we implemented is basically we ended the wild, wild west mentality. Yeah. And if you have the wild west mentality then it just causes problems right everyone's doing things differently so when you get to regu- uh, regulatory inspections now you're in trouble because this group does it differently than that group and that leads to questions but if you have something set up everyone does it the same way it's standard and it's much better uh when you have those inspections perfect awesome matt well hey thanks so much for for taking the time to chat with me today uh, this has been great. Um, if anybody is interested in working with Matt uh, or feels like Matt would be a good fit to come in and help out your company or maybe set up a governance model for your LMS uh, admin teams, you can get in touch with Matt through the ResonateLMS.com website. Uh, there's a spot right on there where you can book a call and schedule time uh, and somebody, maybe even myself, uh, we'll get in touch with you and we'll, we'll talk about what it is that you need. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll pair you up with Matt. Uh, Perfect. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, Hey, thanks so much, man. Um, I appreciate you, you joining and, uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. I would welcome that. And it was a pleasure to be part of your podcast. Thanks, Dave. All right, man. Thanks a lot. And, uh, that's it for today. Um, If you're still awake, (laughs) good for you. And uh, we'll be back with uh, another episode soon. Thanks a lot. See you.